I landed, no, I, I landed about an hour ago wow. and I went okay. to Danny and, uh, yeah, I went to Danny and then, uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then I jumped into Uber and, uh, and so I figured it will start. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening. Rather, everybody. We are on the Daf Sabah Ches Omid base. We are like 10, 12 lines, 15 lines from the bottom. Omar Fun Omar Rabbi. So we learned a lot about Nadin that's given. And they called it Tarnosa. And we learned that Tarnosa, a daughter, collects it from the estate. And we had the issue how much she collects. Basically, whether it should be like her father would have given her had he been alive, or Isser giving 10%. But the aloha was a parnos. One of the things that's out of the estate that a daughter gets, she gets food out of the estates. And, and what a father writes in Exuba to the mother is he writes, I, I marry you and I promise that any child, any daughter I have from you will be able to eat mezoinus from the estate until she becomes a bigress or until she, she becomes a gedola or until she gets married. So that was the aloha legabe mezoinus. And then we had the aloha legabe parnosa, which is the nad. So again, we're samaches on the base, almost at the bottom. Parnosa nadin is not like naik sube. Doesn't have the same aloha. Nadin doesn't have the same aloha like naik sube. Naik sube being the mezainus that a that a girl gets from the estate. So my In what way? Does it not have the loch like Nike Sumi? If you mean to say, Dilu Parnosa, that it not is Tarfim Mishabdin. What is Nechosim Mishabdin? Let's say the brothers, they inherit from their father field, and then they go and they sell the field to somebody. Now, can the daughter, can the sister go and collect Parnosa? So, Mazoinus, we learned already, they can collect from the Nechosim Mishabdin. Why? Because Tikkun Ha'ilam, because our concern is if we allow the daughter to collect from the Chosim nobody will be able to buy a field because everybody, nobody will be able to manage the risk because they don't know how much mezainus it entails. So they won't be able. So they take an island, they made that a daughter cannot collect from the estate, from the Chosim from things that the brothers sold for mezainus. But maybe for Parnosa, for the Natan, since that is a fixed thing, Tarfem Mekshabdeh. They can't collect from the Chosim Shabbat of Rabi, where some yeah. of the base, five lines from the bottom. If that's what he's trying to tell me, that a Nadin has a different halacha than the Zaynus, what a daughter collects from the estate of the brothers, What's the chiddush of that? Everybody knows, everybody's aware that for nothing you can take from the chosim shabbatim. The brothers sold the fields. The sister can go and take away from the buyers for to pay for her nothing, <clears throat> but she can't take out from from uh, for parnosa. So what's special? So LMI, maybe you'll say, you know what the difference when Rebbe makes a difference between 
collecting for Parnosa for Anaten and collecting for Tanaik Subi, he means in this respect. Dealer Parnosa, when it comes to collect the Naden, Gavyanami Mentaltla, you can collect the Naden not only from Karka, but if you assume the estate, the estate is comprised of, let's say, Karka and also Metatlam, the father left over objects also. So maybe the Naden, when the sister has to connect the Naden, the 10%, she can collect even Metatlam. Maybe she can only collect from Karkas and not from Metalton. No, no, no. That can't be the difference. Why? Because according to Rebbe, even Mazoinus, even the food stuff that a, a sister is entitled to collect from the estate or the brothers, she can collect that also from Metalton, not only from Karkas. Whether it's property which has a chrayas, a chrayas means it's karka, because karka is the only kind of property which when I sell, it usually comes, so to speak, with a mortgage, that if I owe somebody money, then I got to be aware that that person can collect the karka. Which is called metalphilm. We're moitzi from from we use, we can take the money of the estate, even from a talpum, to pay for the mozen of the isha, of the isha, and for the daughters. Soi bazoi, it's the same aloha, both for mezoinus and for nadin. Both of them you can collect from a talpum. So if so, again, we're back to the question. When Rebbe said that Parnosa has a Nadin has a different halacha than mezoinus. What did he mean? Parnosa ain't a suba. What does he mean? So Gemara like the Sanya. It must mean for this. Well, Imer, if somebody says while he's on his deathbed, he says I'll use zoinu. Well, not a shchimra. We don't. We won't say it's actually shchimra. We'll see later on what happens with the shchimra. But he's he's. He's b'shas misosa. He says, "Al yezoni benoisam benachosam." I don't want my daughters to have any part of mezoinus of my estate. In shaymimloi, we don't listen to him. Why? Because when he married his wife, the father, what was one of the tnaik suba? The tnaik suba was that when I die, my estate. The da- any child, children I have from you, any daughters I have from you, will be able to get sustenance from the estates. So, if he says, you don't listen. But if he says, I don't want the daughters to get a nadin from my estate, that's then you listen to him, and then she can't collect from the estate the Nadin. Why? Because a Nadin is not a part of Tzuba. When a husband writes to his wife, what does he write? He doesn't write, I'm going to give the daughters later on a, a, a Nadin. What he writes is, I assure you that any children I have from you, any daughters, will be able to collect from the house, from the estate. Parnosa is what, Robbie? If the father dies and he didn't make any conditions then we say a girl automatically has the right to take 10% of the estate for a nun. But if the father clearly says before he dies, I don't want my daughter to have any nun, then that's a good condition. If he says, I don't want her to have a out of the estate, he can't say that. 
he committed already when he married the mother. But if he says, I don't want Parnosa, that yet. So that is the Allah when Rebbe means Parnosa, Enek can die, Kizuba is locked like he dies. Nice. top of Sabah Tesavadal. Tolalay Rab, Le Rabini. So it's the top of Sabah Tesavadal. Tolalay Rab, Le Rabini, Chitta. Rab said Le Rebbe. Sorry, totally Rav the Rebbe Einechiti. Rav sent a letter to Rebbe, and he wrote in between the, the lines of the letter, he lo- wrote this shiloh. The Achim that sold their fields, the, the estate they got, they sold it to other people. Could the daughters come and take from the from the Likuchos, from the buyers of those fields, could they collect their nadin from that or not? Could they take the shibud from that or not? That's what the Rav sent to Rebbe as a question, meaning in between the lines. Itzi, why did he send it read in between? The, right in, why read in between oh, the lines? Oh, why beautiful. Why read in between the lines? Zot Rav because this was in a period of time when Torah Shemal Peh, you were still not allowed to write. So because Torah, we know Torah Shemal Peh, only later on they were Mesachim that we could write it down. Because the Shlach it shouldn't get forgotten. But originally Torah Shemal Peh, you couldn't write down. That's why it's called Torah Shemal Peh. So therefore he had to write it, so to speak, between the lines, not to write it clearly, therefore was written between the lines. Others shouldn't say... It's not what Torah says. Oh, right. So, I mask him. I said, I said, Rabbeinu Haigon says, yeah. came before Toysvis, Michael. Toysvis already says other. Very good. Toysvis says already that he had other shilas that he wrote and that he had other things that he wrote. And then he wrote this in in the middle. So, what was his shaila? Brothers, they sold it from the estate. They sold it as soon as they got the estate. They sold the field. And now the sister doesn't have where to collect the, the nadin. Can she collect from the buyers? Have Yosef Rabchia was sitting before Rebbe when this letter came from Ra. So Rabchia told Rebbe, I don't understand. There's two shilas that Rav could be asking. Mokhra. If the assignment, the brother sold the field actually, and then the question is, could the sister take it from the buyers? Oi, is this mashkina? Where the others didn't actually sell the field, but they gave the fields as a mashkin. They borrowed money from somebody and they gave the fields as collateral. Can the sister come and yank the collateral away because she needs it for her nut? So that's the question. Omele, so Rebbe said, my nafkimina. What's the difference? Bain Machra, Bain Shemashkana, doesn't matter what the brothers did. The sister can go and take out the fields for Parnosa because, like we said, Parnosa is a double kitzvo. It's a fixed thing, and therefore it's not going to upset the entire marketplace. But the aim thank you, sir. The aim But to take out for her food, we can. Whoa, 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 because, because as we discussed, food is, f- food. stay there, guys. 
but you can't take out from Mezoinus because Mezoinus is un, it's no kitzvah. And since I don't know exactly how much it'll be, then you're going to upset the whole market. People won't know how much they have to uh, protect themselves when they buy a field. So therefore, you don't have that. So Rebbe said, it doesn't make a difference. Hi, Julie. One second, guys. I apologize. One second. I just got to say hello to my grandkids over here. Hi, Julie Gorgeous. Hi, beautiful. Hi, Tamar. Hi, Da. Hi. Hi, Lena. Hi, beautiful. Hi. Hi, Tova. Hi, Usher. Say hello to everybody. You remember everybody? You want to stop the recording at the same time? Oh, okay. I'm stopping the recording for Whiter. Sorry. Okay, so uh, so let's continue. So Rebbe says it doesn't matter whether the brothers uh, sold it to somebody else or they just gave it as a machshin. Either way, for the nadin, you could be the sister, could be mitzi. For mezoinus, they can't be mitzi, and therefore it is. Rav, Rav, why did he ask the question this way? Why was Rav and ambiguous in his question. Why didn't he say clearly what happened over here? Did they sell it the brothers or what was his Shiloh? He asked the Shiloh the Rebbe can the sister collect from the Lukuchas, from the people who bought it right? Or or why didn't he, why wasn't he clear? Why didn't he say if they sold it to others or if they were mashkin it to others? Something more of a rap. That's Machra you said, no? What? He said, he said, what? what? He said the word machra, you said, no, or something? No, he didn't write. Look at Rav Shiloh. Rav, look at the top of the Shiloh. He said, the brothers that were meshabed the fields, he didn't say sold or mashkin. What's the Allah? Can the sister collect or not? He didn't say sold or mashkin. So the Gemara said, the Rav, he machra come by lichtable machra. The mashkina come by lichtable mashka. Why was he ambiguous? So the Gemara, Rav, Tavayu come by lay. Rav really had the question of both. The sovereign, he thought like this. If I'm going to tell Rebbe and ask my Kasha if the brother sold it, then Honiche, that'll be a good answer for me. Isholachli, if Rebbe will send me an answer, the Moitzian that the, the sister could be mighty even in a case of sale, then I'll know Koshkin Mashkin, then I'll know for sure if the brothers only mortgage the field, of course the sister could take it out. But the problem is, but if Rebbe's going to answer me that the sister cannot take it out in a case of sale, I won't know what the Allah is if the brothers just mortgaged it, because if they just mortgaged it, then maybe she could take it out. So I won't have a full answer, and each, and therefore I won't know. And the other way around, if I'm going to ask the question to Rebbe, if the brothers mortgaged the field, they didn't sell it, then like this, Rebbe will answer me, the aim might see him that you can't take out, even in the case of Mashkin, she can't take it out out of the people, then I'll know Koshkin Machra. But if the brothers sold it, she can't take it away from the buyers. But the problem is, if Rebbe's going to answer me, then in the case of a mortgage, the sister could take it out, then I won't know what will be the Allah, though, if the brothers actually sold it. 
Therefore, Rav figured, Echtev I'm going to write, if the brothers were Meshavadet, the Mashmahachi, Mashmahachi, it's Mashma both ways. And therefore, Rebbe will give me a Tshuva both ways. And that way, I'll be sure I get from Rebbe a full answer. Rabbi Yochen, very good. So, uh, Luzi, somebody could ask, he could have just written, Machroi or Mashkenoi. Why did he have to be ambiguous to say Shibdu? He could have said, Machroi or Mashkenoi. What's the law? And give me the answer in bold. But the Gemara is basically saying that's, I guess, because he was writing between the lines, he, he didn't have that much space to write it. So he had to be careful. So Rebbe said that Karnose, your moitzi milikuchos, you expropriate from the buyers. Mezoinus, you don't. Rabbi Yechon said, even for Parnose, even for the Naden, you can be moitzi from the chasa mishabadim from the buyers. Iboyalu, the Amiram question like this. Why did he argue? He didn't hear what Rebbe said, and therefore he argued. But had he heard that Rebbe said, have a mekabale that Rebbe said that for Parnosa, for Nadmi, you could be Moitzi, he would have accepted. Or Dilma, or maybe Shabale, Vila Mekabale. He heard, but he's arguing on it. So, Gemara Toshma, the Itmar, we learn. Somebody dies and he leaves over two daughters, Ubain, and a son. So, what happens? Who Yarshins Itzi? The son Yarshins. What do the daughters get? Itzi? Mezoinus, until they become a Bagris or until they marry. And they get 10% for the Nadi, correct? For when they get married. So, the first sister married, the, and the son was still alive, but not So, she took her 10% for her Nadi. The second sister, though, didn't manage to collect the 10% for Nadi, and the, the brother died. Now, who, who Yarshins when the brother dies? It's he, the two sisters Yarshin. So now the question is, does the second sister didn't get 10%? Does she have the right to say, I want my 10% first, and then we'll split the rest 50-50? Or, no, no, now you're already a Yarish. Now we're 50-50 already. You don't have the 10%. The 10% only existed when you weren't a Yarish. It's the rights of a Bas who's not a Yarish to collect in the estate. But now that the, the brother died, you became the Yerush with your sister. Now you don't have a right anymore. The second sister doesn't get the 10%. She was mevater. You know what mevater? It's like she forgave. In other words, she doesn't get the 10%. She gets her 50% of what remains, but she doesn't get 10% ahead of time. So therefore, what do we see over here? We see over here that Omer of Chanina. So Chanina told Rabbi Yechon, Omer. What are you talking about? They said that Moitziim Parnosa, that even if if the brother had sold it to somebody else before he died, let's say a regular case, a Yosem sells it to somebody else. According to Rabbi, we said that the sister could be Moitzi from the Lekuchos to get her ten percent. They Moitziim So that means even if somebody else had it. The sister can get the 10%. In this case, they didn't sell it and the brother died. So, of course, the second sister should get her first 10% and then they split it. Mechatesa to say that they split it before. And therefore, so now the Gemara, 
And if you're going to say that Rabbi Yechelen never heard of Rabbi, that's why Rabbi Yechelen argues and said, you can't be Moitzi, she can't be Moitzi for Parnosa from Meshavatim. Name then let him take it up. Oh, I didn't know. Why are you saying to, so for granted that if the Yosem sells it, if the brother sold it somewhere, the sister can take it out? Who says that? If we think that Rabbi Yechelen argued because he didn't know, then when Rab Hanina said it like a Pashtus, Rab Yechen should have said, Man Omra, who said it? And since he didn't say it, Zerai, Rab Yechen knew very well Rabbi said it, but he doesn't hold of Rabbi, and therefore he didn't. Maybe you're right. You know why he didn't tell Rab Hanina Man Omra? Because um, he didn't hear it. And then when he heard, when he heard it, he, then later on, he was mechapel. In other words, he didn't hear that Rebbe said that. The Shaina Hossam. And if so, so now the Gemara says like this, maybe Take, he didn't hear it. When he heard it, he was masking with Rebbe that what? A sister can be moitzi from the Lekuchis for the Nadi. Ay, Rebazoi, why in that case where you have the second sister, do you say she doesn't get her 10% when the brother dies? For sure she should get the 10%. Over there, it's different. Since she's taking half of the Arusha, so she's anyway gotten. The whole reason her sister usually gets 10% is why? Because she should have where to take a nothing because she's not a Yorish. But over here, since she's a Yorish already, then why shouldn't she get, why should she get the 10% also? So therefore, she doesn't get the 10%. She only gets the 50-50. Frek Toysis. Look at Toysis over here. Let's say there were 10 sisters left over. And then so there's no extra profit in Yerusha, right? Because these 10 now have to split. Or let's say there was 11 sisters. They're going to get less than 10%. Are we also going to say the same thing because there's a Yerush? So what Tysus wants to know is, is the Gemara saying, because she's getting more than 10%. So therefore, there's no reason to give her 10% ahead because she's anyway getting as a Yorish 10%. In which case, in a case where there's multiple sisters where she wouldn't get 10%, then maybe we would give her the 10% as the Din Isser. Or does it not have anything to do with that? The point is, when they were Masakin a Din Isser is when a daughter is not a Yorish in a usual case where there's a son. But if the son dies, now the daughter is a Yerush, they weren't Mesach and Isser. Now she's a Yerush. A Yerush doesn't get Isser. And Mamele, even if she's going to end up less than an Isser, because there's 12 sisters there, maybe she, she ends up with that. That's Toysis's Elamata, If you create this new Chiddush, and the Gemara thought that if you're going to profit more than 10%, then you don't get the 10%. Let's say the sister, the brothers are alive, they inherit. The sister wants to go to the brothers and wants to get her 10% for her nadi. But what happened was on the way to the brothers, the sister found a diamond ring on the street that's worth way more than the 10%. So would we say we don't, she doesn't get the 10%? Because you know what? Hey, look, she's a rich girl. She got more than the 10% is worth. Omalei said, nah, but that's an Irish guy. I know Rafche Besemahan and Nechosika Mina. I'm not saying that she gets from another place, from a side place, she gets the money. 
Of course, that doesn't affect and shouldn't affect and detract from her ability to get 10% of the estate. I'm saying if from the estate itself, she's ending up getting more than 10% anyway, also Yerush, then that's when I say that she doesn't get Isr Nechassim and therefore uh, it doesn't get Isr Nechassim. Okay, Zogti Gemara Baita. Omra Meme. Bas Yeresh is having the din that a bas gets 10%. So the Gemara has a shaila like this now. When the daughter gets 10%, what, right? And Lucy, you know what 10%? We're talking about the 10% that she gets as a nadi. Metoris, what does she get it? Is she called a yorish b'nech se'abiyo? Is she called like a yorish? Or is she really a balchay? In other words, the yorishim are only the sons and the daughter is a Balchayv. They owe the daughter 10%. They have an obligation to give the daughter 10%. But the daughter is not a Yerush. Zuk Amemer, Bas Yerush She takes it to Teres Yerush. And we'll see the difference. Omle Rabbi Ashel In other words, according to you, she's a Yerush. Let's say the brothers say, hey, we don't want to give you 10% of the properties of the estate. We're going to give you cash instead. According to you, they can't do it. Why? Because she's a Yerush. It's not that they're a Balchay. If it's the brothers owe the equivalent of 10% to her, then they, they don't have to give her a field. They can give her the cash. But if Amemer says the boss is a Yerush, then oh, if so, the brothers, if they want to pay her off with money, they can't do it because she has the right to say, I want a piece of the property, 10% of the properties. Amalei Amemus and Amemus said, "You're absolutely right." What about if they want to give her one of the fields? The father left over twenty fields, and and she comes and she says, "I want ten percent holding of all, each of the fields." And they say, "No, you're only a balchay. We'll give you one field, no packing." So according to Amemer, Amemer says she's a Yerush. They can't send their packing. She inherits 10% of everything. Omalayan, Amemer said, you're right. Can't send them packing. So that's Amemer says. Rav Ashi argues with Amemer. And he says, Balas that it, she's only a Balchay. She's not really a Yerush. And therefore, if the brothers want, they can just pay her off. And she doesn't have the right to demand, I want a piece of the estate. They can pay her off 10% of the estate. And Amemer actually changed his mind and was choyzer and agreed with Rabashi that the sister is nothing more than a malchoyv. And this woman come, came before him. She wanted her 10% of the, the thing. She wanted to collect. And I saw that Amemer's mind was the ball is and I saw that Amemer was agreeable that if the brothers would have wanted to just pay her off instead of giving her 10% actually of the estate, just pay her off 10% of value, Amemer would have accepted them to do it. How do I know that he was ready to do that? Because I heard one of the brothers tells this sister who wants 10%, you should know, if we had cash, we would have paid you off and that's it. We wouldn't have allowed you to be a partner with us. The Ishtik and Amemer said nothing. So I see that what? 
that a maimer was agreeable that in fact, if they had cash, they would have had the right to pay her off. So therefore I see that a maimer changed his mind because a maimer originally said she's a Yerush. If she's a Yerush, the brothers wouldn't have the right to pay her off. But since I see a maimer was by a dentire, and the brothers said, you know, if we had cash, we would have paid it off. And Amemer didn't say, no, no, no. Even if you had cash, you could have paid her off. It's her right to demand the estate because she's a Yerish. Zech Amemer Akharotika. Look at Tosis over here, Rabbi Yisai. Mekana Yerogel Rabbi Natam. So Yoshe Bedin. Ve'echod mebal edin hoye megazem l'chavere v'oimer lo'i. Kach v'chav chizchaye bedin. Rabbi Natam says, from this Gemara I learned that if one of the baldin at the court come. And they and they say, you know, you 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 owe me a thousand dollars. And the best knows the Dayanim know that it's stomach guzma, it's not true. He has an obligation to Dayan to say it's not true. What's the proof from our Gemara? Because the Gemara brings a proof that a Maimer changed his mind because he was silent. If a Dayan doesn't have to speak up, what do I care what you're speaking? I don't care what you're speaking. So, yes, she. What time? Shape, but right now, I have to learn. I'm coming in five minutes. Ten minutes. I can't shave for two minutes. Okay, shave? Ten minutes. Okay? Don't go on the street. Okay. So, so come to, uh, I apologize. So, so come to, so Mamela, you see that a guy has an obligation to speak up. And therefore, the Gemara brings a raya. Since I didn't speak up and say, hey, you guys couldn't have any way. Is there a that, you know what, a Dayan has to normally speak up? And the truth is, now I was in court in Israel, whatever, uh, somebody, whatever, that I have to go, go to court with. And the, the, the judge is an Arab, though. That's the problem. Otherwise, if, uh, I, and I hadn't learned this Gemara yet. Otherwise, I would have told him this Gemara. So anyway, this, this, the lawyer for the other side said something, whatever, they're not getting money and this and there. So I, I told him in court, I told him, you know, with with the greatest respect, if you tell me he's not getting money, you're a straight lawyer. And the judge was very upset at me. You can't talk like that. So I told him, okay, I, I apologize. Not that I apologize that I, I changed my mind on what I said. I still believe what I said is true, but I shouldn't have said it in court. So I guess the Dayan Taka has a, a obligation to speak up if you say something not right. Okay. Okay. Now that we said that is a Balchayv, that the sister is a Balchayv, she has a debt against the uh, brothers that they owe her, but not she's a Yerush. Now the question is the Abay Da'achi. Who is she a Balchayv from? Who owes her? Is it the father owes to her? And now the father died, so the children, the brothers, inherited the debt? Or does the debt originate with the brothers? What's an afkimina? The is like this. If somebody, if a father has a debt to somebody, and that person then comes to collect the debt from the Yisoyimim, what's the halacha? Two things. Number one, they need to make a shvua to be able to collect. Number two, because otherwise they could be taken advantage from the Yisoyimim. Number two, they only collect from the worst fields. Same value, but from the worst field they collect. So now the Nafkimina is very understandable. If the debt was already a debt from the father that the children inherited, then what is she going to collect? What kind of fields it's only from the cheapest field? 
But if the debt originates with the kids, in other words, the father didn't really have an obligation because as we said before, the father could have said before he died, I don't want nothing to be left for her and it would have been okay. So the obligation only starts with the children. Oh, if it starts with the children, then she doesn't need a shvua and also she can collect from the bainness. And that will be so my so that's the Shaila now. Again, is she the is she the, the creditor of the father? Because the father already had the obligation and the children inherited that obligation, or does the obligation really start with you saying? So Gimar Toshima. The Rigvina Agvilabrosi Ravina collected for the daughter Dravashi, Labrosa Dravashi, Mimar. So the story is like this. Ravashi had two sons. He had one son called Mar. He had another son called Rafsoma. When he died, his son Rafsoma had already died. And who was left? Rafsoma's son was the one who inherited. So who inherited the father? Who inherited the father? Uh, who inherited Ravashi? Was Mar and Rafsoma's son inherited Ravashi. Now the sister, Mar's sister, Soma's aunt, are, is coming to collect her 10% and comes to Ravina. So what did he do? From Mar, from the son of Ravashi, he collected Bainanis. He collected why? Because he held that the son is where the obligation starts. And not from the father, not from Ravashi, from the son. And therefore he gets Bainanis. Ushaloi b'shvua, without a shvua. But the braid Rav Soma, the son of Rav Soma, braid Rav Ashi, that's already the next generation down. So that's for sure. She's not collecting that directly from him because from Rav Soma's son, Rav Ashi's grandson, that's clearly an inherited debt to him. So for his debt, Zibiris, because she's a Yosem, because his father died, right? And so therefore, the Rav Soma died. This is the son. So therefore, from that one, it's sure inherited. So what do I see? I see that the children, though, are the ones who have the obligation to the sister, not the father. And therefore, from the children, it starts over. Okay. Loma game Vaita. We learned before, we learned like 10 blad ago, 15 blad ago, the Machlikis Rebbein of Shem Gamliel, if you're goive uh, for, for the Naden, if you can be goivim metaltolim or just karkois, right? And we learned the Rav Shimgam Liel, you only goivim, you only goivim from karkois. Right? We have before now, a little bit different. Now we're going to come to the Amara. Sholcher Ibn Nechemi Rebbe Rav Yisrael L'Rabbe Barav Hume Zutim in her door. Kiasya HaYisrael L'Kambach, when this woman's going to come from her, Agve Yisrael Nechosim, collect the 10%, Afilim Mitzter Bloy, even from a Mitzter Bloy. Where are you going? My mom said I have to go back. Oh, my God. Yeah? Okay, one second. Let, sorry. One second, guys. Just one second. Let me say good, good night, goodbye. Say good night to them. Bye. <laughs> okay. So, so Zagdi Gamora, I apologize, uh, uh, everybody. Yeah, he really apologized. <laughs> when this woman comes, collect the 10%. I feel even what is it, Saboy? It's Saboy is the base for a for a for a mill they used to have. Now we we said now that what can you collect 
parnosa, only mekarka. So it's taboy, the base of a mill, it's not really karka. It sits on that, but because it's mechubert to the karka, they next have karka and you can collect. So it's mashma from clearly, from a tautlim, you can't collect the nadin, but you should collect her 10% also from something which is mechubert to karka. Omer Avashi. Even from rent, that you could collect the 10%, even from rental money, even from the main schiris, you could rent uh, this. So Toysis so asks right away, I don't understand what we're talking about. What kind of rent money are we talking about? If it's rent money that was already received from the past, right now, what is it? It's, it's Cash, it's metatlon, it's not karka. How can you collect out of that? If you say you can only collect out of karka, that's a done deal. And if it's the future rent money that's not yet corrected, then of course that's karka because right now it's not yet collected. It's only it's only thing. And therefore, as a fractosis, emphatosis that we're talking about that he rented the house for a year. And now we're talking halfway through the year. So even though the half year was already and now already a payable from the person, and therefore, and therefore, I would think it could be a metalum. Nevertheless, it's not considered a metalum. Why? Because you, we know there's a machlokes. We're going to learn when we get to the zikim. When somebody rents something from somebody, the obligation it's machlokes nigmar. If I the obligation kicks in only at the end. So if it kicks in only at the end, then we understand very good why it's still considered karka, even though it's half your way through. And now the seicher, in a sense, has already had the obligation to pay half. We don't look at it as metatlam, we look at it as karka. sent to at this time the letter. Huna sovereign. Huna, our friend. Sholem, peace be with you. And when this woman comes before you, collect the 10% for her, her 10%, not you should this. What happened was, Rafuna gets this letter and he's totally out of sorts. He's very unhappy with Rafuna yes. saying, with Rafuna saying, what kind of way is that? I'll, I'll take it, Alana, please. How, what kind of way is that for Rav Onan to send me a letter and call me Hunan Chavrin? I'm his buddy, a hey, brother. What kind of thing? When he got this letter of Sheshis, who happened to be sitting in front of Rav Omele, Rav told Rav Sheshis, who was his Talmud, Zil Emele, go to Rav Onan and tell him, and tell him exactly as I tell you. If somebody doesn't repeat to Rav Onan exactly as I said it, then that person who doesn't repeat it is going to be in Kherim. In other words, he was telling, uh, he was telling um, uh, uh, Rav Sheshis to do exactly as he tell him. And if not, um, he's going to be in, 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 in Kherim, right? So, in other words, a little game Nagita He figures Rav Sheshis may not want to be so offensive to Ravonan. So he's warning him: if you don't do, you're going to be in Cherem. If you do as I say, you won't be in Cherem. So please ask the Kasha, 
I don't understand. We know that by Yehuda with Binyamin, right? Yehuda said, I promise I'm going to bring him back. And if not, then, uh, and if not, then, uh, then I lose my chalik in this world. In the next world, I lose my chalik in both worlds. And we know that he did bring back Binyamin. But nevertheless, and even that, so he was in Herod, even though he brought it back, he was in Herod because he made that Tnai. So over here also, even though if he's going to keep the thing, but he made it as a condition, so it won't be okay. So, 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 so why, so why was he able to do it? So the difference is, at Tnai, when you make it night, that's not in your hands. Yehuda wasn't in his hands to be, bring back Binyamin. He would try, but who knows what happens on the road? Can he guarantee he's going to bring him back? He can't guarantee it's not in his hand. Therefore, you make that kind of night, even if you manage to accomplish it, the nidui happens. Mashenkin over here, this was in his hands. He said, repeat. If you're going to repeat, repeat, as I said. So what did he tell him to say? He told him in these words, oh, no, no, no. He called him, he called him, right? So he called him back, oh, no, no, no. You want me to give this sister, this Yesoyma, you want me to give her 10%. From what? From Mekarka only? Or also can I give her from Metaltla, which was the Shiloh we had before. And number two, he asked him, who sits at the top of the table in a base oval? Who sits? Who is the most chashev to sit at the top uh, of the table in a in a base oval? And Shainim say and Masbert that he with this he wanted to be meramas to him that you're mezalzel in me and he wanted to show I'm mezalzel in you who's going to sit there. So so Masha, others say Rav Onan was a Rosh Hashiva, and it looks like in this world. Rav Onan was the equal of Rav Huna. Rav Huna was sending him a message and telling him, That's where you're going to see, Onan, you're not, you're not in my class. You don't call me Huna Chavre. Also, Rav Sheshesh came to Rav Onan, he told him, my Rabbi, because Rav Onan was also Rosh Shiva, so he was a Rebbe of Rav Sheshesh also. He said, my rabbi, the Rav Hune, rabbi, the rabbi. And Rav Hune is the rabbi of my rabbi, i.e. your rabbi. And you should know the Shamute Shamit. And Rav Hune told me, Mandaloi Omele, that, that I mean, Rav Hune said he's going to put on Cherem somebody doesn't repeat it exactly right. Not that he told me this, that he's putting me in Cherem. I would have never told you this, what I'm going to tell you. But I have no choice. I have to tell you exactly. Oh, no, no, no. Mekarka or Metautla? What you asked the Shiloh, do you mean from Karka or Metautla? I should give the 10%. And number two, Uman Yosef Bein Marzocha Bereshe. Also, Rabbanon will come to Marokhve. Rabbanon heard this and he felt terrible. Uh, such a letter from, oh, Rabbanon is sending him on and on and so, so with such a zilzal. So he went to Marokhve. Zogta Chav what are you going to and he told him, Do you see what Rafuna sent me? This kind of message he sent me. On 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 on. And also, I don't know what the Shiloh that he's asked me. 
I don't know what Mirzacha means. We said it's a oh, available, but we but he didn't know what it means. Zok the Chofetz Chaim. What he was he allowed to go? Loshen Hora. He's going to Mar Ukve to tell Mar Ukve Loshen Hora about Rafuna that Rafuna sent him such a thing. Zok Zok the Chofetz Chaim. No, no. He went to Mar Ukve to ask him how he should deal with it. He realized that Rafuna was felt uh, felt offended, and he wanted to know how to deal with it, so therefore he told it to him. Omalei Samar Ukve told Ravonan, Emily, he told him, friend, easy, what happened? Tell me the whole story. Omalei Ravonan told him, he told him, I sent a letter, honey by our body, Omalei Samar Ukve said, Gavid leyoda maninu marzucha, a, a person who doesn't know what Marzacha means, right? Because Rav Huna sent to him Marzacha, who sits at the head. And Rav Huna said, I don't know what he's talking about. A person who doesn't know what that means as the chutzpah to send to Rav Huna and call Huna, Huna, Marzacha. So, what is Marzacha? The Pesach says, Okay, it means don't go to the base of Avelis. Omer Abavu, Menayin Lovel Shemesa Berosh, Mahal Shendo, that means the Allah that the Oval sits Berosh, and it is come, but the Oval still sits Berosh. Shenemar, Efcher Darkum, the Eshev Rosh, the Eshkin Kemelech Begodet, Kasha Avelim Yenachim. Now, not Yenachim, Yenachim. Because the Gemara asked, Yenachim, Acherimash Mezach Mashmid, the one who sits Berosh, is Kasha Avelim Yenachim. Like the person who's Menachem Avelim, that's the one that Eishev Roish. So why do you say the other himself is Roish? It's not written with a patach. It's Yenochem becomes Menachem. Who's that? The Oval. So the Oval is the one who's becoming Menachem. He's the one that Eishev Roish. And Rashi says over here, for those who are in Diktuk, Rashi says over here, Kol Mokim, where it's not followed by Aleph or Hey afterwards, it's never a patach. And that's why here, Yenachem, there's no Aleph afterwards. So therefore, it's Yenachem with Yenachem, not Yenachem. And therefore, yeah, you learn out from a different possibility. And we darshan mar v'zoch, somebody who's, who's forbidden, and his mind is zocha, that's an oval, nasasar l'sruchem. The end of the post, the Sar Merezach Shruchim, he becomes the Sar for Shruchim. In other words, he sits even on, even in front of people who are bigger than him. Omer Rav, Al Kaponim, we had the Shiloh, Legabe Parnosa, the Nadin, do you give from only Karka, like Mazinus, or do you give also from Metalka? Hilchesed Alachi is Mimekarke, the Loyme Metalka, from Karka, not Metalka, Benelim Zaina, Benelik Suba, Benelim Parnosa. And you remember, we spoke Tosis already a number of lot back. Tosis says, but even on nowadays, for all the things you collect from a platform also, because people have smichas das. Once upon a time, a platform people weren't soimachan. They were only soimachan land. Masha owns karka. Nowadays, a metal, so therefore, okay, we'll learn quickly six minutes and we'll continue. If somebody says, I'm giving money for my daughter, but I'm giving it over to a third person before he dies. 
He says, I don't want to give it to my daughter. I don't know how she's going to handle the money. I'm giving it to somebody else to take care for my daughter. And that person should buy a field for her, give her the nadin that she needs, etc. V.I. Marison C. says, when, the, when she gets married, she says, I want the money. Memon Baliolai, I trust my husband. It doesn't have to be in this trustee. Give the money to my husband. My husband will buy me a field already and will take everything care of, everything and okay. Yase, I get in Bernie. Yase ha shlish ma shlish So, sorry, one second, Rabbi Yisai. Shalom Aleichem, sorry, I'm on my daft. Sorry. Nice to see you, Bernie. I get in the, I get in the, okay. Yase ha shlish ma shlish So, the aloha is, you know what? The, 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 uh, the shlish, this trustee does what he has to do. But we don't give it to the husband. You don't give it to the daughter to give to the husband. It's a field. Let's say the shlish, the trustee, will buy a field for her. Okay, she can turn around then and sell the field immediately and then give the money to her husband anyway to buy another field. So what's the point? It's as if it's sold already. So therefore, there's no benefit, and therefore there's no because immediately after the shlish buys it, she can sell it, give it. So therefore, you give it, um, uh, you give it on or or thing. So the Rajba asks already. We'll learn later on that to sell a field of a father's field. Not only a cotton cannot sell a father's field, until you're 20 years old, you can't sell the nechassim of a father. You can't sell uh, a nechassim. Pashta is here. It doesn't say she's 20 years old. So what's, what's his taina? Zog derashbe. Because the father didn't give her the field as a Yerusha. Had she had the Yerusha, the field, then you're right. She could not sell it. But here the father left over the money to a shlish. The shlish is going to buy the field. That's not called the kind of field that cannot be sold until you're 20. So al So zuktigmar medvar mamur. What are we talking about? Bigdoila, the Mishnah says, dafke if she's a gdoila abu bektana, a maisektana klum. But if she's a ktana, then the maisektana's klum is nothing. So this bemedvar mamurim, is this Rabbi Yoshi saying it? Is it Rabbi Meir? What are they talking about? We'll see in the Gemara. So the same case like the Mishnah, somebody gives money to a trustee for the future, for his future son-in-law. So the future son-in-law, the trustee will buy a field for the son-in-law. So the son-in-law will be Eichel de Paris and the daughter will have the Karen like every next similar. And she says, give the money to my husband. He'll buy a field already that he wants. And the father died in a Nesuyan after she was married. If she was married already, our shus biyode, the shus is hers to tell the shlish, the trustee, give the money to the husband. The husband can do what it can buy the field, even though the father gave the shlish. I mean, Arison, if she's only engaged, not yet married, yasa shlish, mashahu shlish biyode. Then the shlish, the trustee, is the one who does. David Rabmeyer, Rabbi Yosiyaimer, Hagdoilah. If she's a gedolah of beimin and a suyim, beimin a eris in our shus biyade. If she's a gedolah, she's not a ktana. Even if she's only engaged or shus in her to say, give the money to the husband, and the trustee doesn't have to buy ktana. If she's a ktana, then beimin a suyim, beimin and a eris. Regardless, even if she's even married, yasa shlish, mashahushlish biyade. 
The trustee does what he was told by the father to do. So, where's the Machloikis Rab Meir and Rab Yossi? There could be two places the Machloikis could be. There could be the Machloikis Legabe Ketana Gdoyla, or there could be the Machloikis of Eris Nanasuya. So, if you'll say the Machloikis is Ketana Nanasuya Nikabenayu, Ektana, but who's in the Suyan? In other words, Ektana Minanasuyan. And Rameyer holds that since she's Nisuyan, that's the key criteria. She has the right to demand the money and to give it. And, and by Eris, not, but Nisuyan, yes, even though she's Ektana. Also, Rabbi Yaisi came to argue, nami. even if she's married, she doesn't have the right. And if she's a Gedoyla, she can demand the money. Ektana loy. That can be the machlokes because I say aim a safe. Safe in our Mishnah said Abu Biktano in Masiktana Klum Homan Ktonala. Who said that? Elamer Rabbi Yosi. Rabbi Yosi said it. Why did he have to repeat himself? Homeresha Shabbatle. In the Reisha, he said a gedolo that could sell the field has it. So the Omer Rabbi Yosi, because Rabbi Yosi said in the Reisha, why did he say that the, you give it to the to the girl, she can give the money to the husband right away. Because he said, it's a field. Even if the shlish buys, she can resell it immediately. Who can sell a field? Gedoyla, the bazvina, and bazvina, So Rabbi taina only works for gedoyla. Because they're ktana, you couldn't taina, you know what, even if the shlish buys the field, the daughter can then sell it. No, she can't sell it because she's a ktana. Elamai mizach dechzogin said Rabbi Yosi had that taina. Rabbi Yosi old dafke gedolah not a ktana. Elam mizach dechzogin Rabbi Meiri mechsura mechsura dochiktana. And the middle of the ship is like this, and we'll finish with this. Yasa shlish mashahushlish biyodei. The trustee should do what the father told him to do. Buy the field, he should buy, not give it to the husband. When do I say that? When she's only engaged to the husband. Once she's already married to the husband, she has the issues to demand that the trustee give the money over to the husband. But when? There needs a second criteria also, Zokra Meir. When? If she's a gdoilo. The Naisiktana is nothing. So therefore, according to a mayor, you need two criteria. One, that she's married, and two, that she's a G'dayla. Frag the Gemara, Ibazoi, what's the Machloikis Rabbi Yossi and her? El G'dayla meneiris nekebenayr. The Machloikis is, if she's a G'dayla, and she's only engaged. According to a mayor, the trustee acts, and you don't give it to the husband, or, or to her. Why? Because... Rameir holds it needs both criteria. She needs to be a Nesua and a Gdola. Mashenkin Rabyosi. Rabyosi holds you need only one criteria, only the fact that she's a Gdola. So she's a Gdola, even in an Anderson, even so, you give it to the husband, and therefore you're able to give. We'll finish with this. Itmar Rabyudomar Shmuel, Halach Rabyosi, Velochas Rabyosi. All I need is she's a Gdola. I don't need Nesuyan. Rabomar Abnachman, Halach Rabmeir. And basically, the Mershonim, the, the, the Masber, that the Machloikis of Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Meir is in the concept of Mitzvah Lakaim Divram Mes. How far do I have to listen to the Mace and not? And finally, with this, Ilfe was the name of an Amori, 
And you remember, we learned this in Tainus together. Itzi, you remember? You remember what happened? He was a friend of Rabbi Yochanan. And they were both big, tremendous Tamid Echechom. And Ilfu went to go do business. He left, and but he, he didn't went, forget. But he didn't forget. Oh, very good, Luzi. And he went to go do business. And when they, when he, after he came back, they told him, you know, Ilfa, had you stuck around, you would have been the big one instead of Rabbi Yochanan. So Ilfa said, what are you talking about? I, yes, I went to work. But I didn't forget my learning. And what did he do? Ilfa hung himself on the head of the mast of the boat. And, and the reason the Mashah says, why did he do it on the boat? To show them that even though I did business, even though I'm a push the prost balabos, I didn't forget my learning. The Omar and he said, if anybody comes, and will tell me a price of Rabbi Rabbi Why Rabbi Rabbi Because we spoke already many times. Those were the prices that are yeshla mesmachta smichos. That they are trustworthy prices. So if anybody will mention me a price, and I won't be able to tell them the root, the source from a mishnah. I'm going to jump, I'm going to fall off the mast, and I'll drown. In other words, let somebody come and tell me. Also, Usaba, so this person came, and Tonalei, he told him, somebody says, give a shekel to my son on, on Shabbos. In other words, every week, give me two, one minute, I want to say goodbye, and we're going to be finished. Once a week, give him a shekel, he can survive on that. And then they saw cost of living went up, inflation, and he needs a seller to live. He said, give a shekel, but nevertheless, we give him a seller because had the father known that it was going up in value, inflation, he would have said a seller. But if the father says, don't give only a shekel. You only give a shekel, even if inflation went up, even even so, you, you you don't give a cash. If the father said in Mesa, what happens if the father said, if my son dies and he won't leave over anybody to inherit, then you know what? I want Joe to inherit, somebody else to be inherit. Now, what does that mean, Itzi? That if I'm going to give this, this son one cell instead of a shekel, I could be causing this other person who may inherit if the son dies to inherit less. So Bain Shomer knew, then even if he says knew, Bain Shomer out it knew, whether he said don't give, either way, a noislein mal shekel. So they asked him, who, what's the source for this price in a Mishnah? Where do we find this force? Omalei told him immediately, Omani Rameyri. This is the Mishnah that we just learned, Rameyer. Because Rameyer in our Mishnah said that what, when a father gives the property through a shlish, through a trustee, Rameyer says it stays with the trustee unless she's married and a gedola. So that's the source, and therefore he brought the source. for Yitaka doesn't forget anything, but the question is how he was allowed to say something like that. Because even if someone would have brought him something like that, he wouldn't have been. He wouldn't be allowed to jump. I hear. I hear. Yeah, yeah, how yeah. could he say something like that? 
everybody, my, Lucy, everybody, I appreciate Robbie, uh, Michael, I appreciate Itzy, I appreciate you guys bearing with me tonight, doing it, um, and doing it at night. Uh, 